This episode is brought to you by Visit Williamsburg. In Williamsburg, Virginia, there's never too much of a good thing. Whether you're a foodie, a golfer, a history buff, a shopaholic, an outdoor enthusiast, or a thrill seeker, you'll find what you came for here and more. So ask yourself, what is it you want? Discover Williamsburg and plan your trip at visitwilliamsburg.com. Hi, everybody, and welcome to the Dr. Psych Mom Show. Today, you're in luck if you like hearing me rant angrily about shit, um, hopefully uh, in at least somewhat of a funny way, uh, like with the fair play episode, um, because of vest guy meme, and I will tell you about vest guy meme in a little bit. Uh, please do subscribe, though, before we get into the meat of this episode. I must tell you to subscribe. I have loads of great subscriber episodes, most recently on how your kids deserve a happy parent, but then you're kind of fucked if you never saw a happy parent, so how do you go about doing that? Um, and of course, join my Facebook group. I have lots and lots more people joining recently. Um, perhaps because of the holidays at home with the family. That's always, um, you know, something that really um, helps people, you know, move forward into self-reflection about how they want to change shit after spending a whole bunch of time at home over the winter break. Anyway, um, so Vest Guy Beams, so on my Facebook page, which of course you should follow, um, at least that, because it is free, unlike the Facebook group, but... Um, Either way, the, the Facebook page, so I, I shared this meme, which I thought was pretty funny. It was this guy who is somewhat of an amateur comedian. I followed his page, and he shared something with um, uh, my wife wanted me to wear a vest, and, I didn't, and I'm not a vest guy, so we compromised, and I wore the vest. And it was, you know, him wearing a vest and then, like, a close-up of his face, which was obviously, like, you know, designed to be funny that he's not so into the vest, right? So then I post this thing, and of course, most people have a good sense of humor, but then there's always the anti-fun police who don't, you know, um, think things are funny ever. And uh, one of these people and others of these people and whatever were saying that this is emotionally abusive and no boundaries. This, this guy does not have good boundaries, and the woman is being emotionally abusive, right, in wanting him to wear something. Now, could you give me a break on that one? That is insane. So, it, this is exactly what I'm talking about in the Cult of Boundaries and Cult of Preferences podcast and my constant perseveration on the idea that the individual is put so far above the unit in today's marriages that it's like almost impossible for a marriage to succeed. I mean, it used to be a given that like if your wife wants you to wear some shit for the holiday photo, you're going to wear it. Like, of course, she cares so much more than you do, you know, hopefully about like one minute of your life during which you have to wear a vest in a photo, you know. And it was designed to be like a funny thing. Like, okay, like it's like kids, you know, like the mom says, oh, we're all going to wear, you know, red shirts in the holiday photo because mom's like whole fucking December is riding on this, you know, from what I understand, I don't do holiday cards, but it appears to be a big deal. 
And so everybody puts on a red shirt to be nice to mom. Like, what the hell? Like, this putting the unit above the individual. Who cares you don't want to wear a red shirt for that day? Big shit. You know, it would be the same as if you were going to a wedding. You got to dress up in formal clothes. You don't wear gym clothes to a wedding because that's not respectful to the bride and the groom. Whatever. Whatever the case may be. So this now all of a sudden is considered emotionally abusive. Let me tell you then, the men that think this would be emotionally abusive, guess who's not going to wear what you want her to wear then if it's emotionally abusive for you to wear what she wants you to wear? Oh, I don't know. Maybe it's the woman that you want to wear some lingerie. Well, she doesn't want to. So if you, if anything, do, if doing what you don't want to do turns into something that's emotionally abusive, well, then shit. People cannot make any requests of each other, and they certainly can't have any preferences, and they don't want to, to wear what makes each other, you know, turned on or feel happy or whatever the case may be. In this situation, she wasn't turned on by the vest, but the majority of women that I speak to definitely would be more turned on if their husband's dressed better. But if it's considered um, now abusive in today's uh, paradigm for one person to want another person to wear something, and, uh, you know, there was no gun to this man's head. He decides happy wife, happy life. And of course, I understand this was a joke, right? This thing didn't happen. This was posed in a certain way where he had a certain expression on his face for, you know, to, you know, market his own like little business of being a comedy person on Facebook or wherever. And it was funny, right? But let's say that it was real, which is the way that these people were were reacting is as though this was real, right? So if it was real, then big shit, you know? I mean, if it was real, in fact, he's the bad one for having the expression on his face and not just going with the flow. So all of the time, people have preferences as to what their spouse would do. And if these are thought to be emotionally abusive to express, well, then it it becomes a parallel play situation instead of a marriage in which both people do exactly what they want at all times, except, of course, they sacrifice themselves utterly um, and dramatically for the children. But for each other, nobody can ask anybody to do anything. So this is why people end up in my office, because they're basically in a parallel play. Remember parallel play? You learned it in your baby center emails about toddlers. Toddlers don't play with each other usually. They play next to each other. And this is the sort of, of play that I see in, or life really, that I see for many couples. They Because nobody is allowed to say that they want the other person to do anything, then they just are kind of next to each other doing whatever they want to do. And then they both feel completely lonely and not connected and really quite unhappy. So what would a situation look like on the other side? Because, of course, I don't only think that, uh, you know, women should be able to tell men to what to wear. I do think women should be able to tell their husbands what to wear if it's like, oh, I want you to wear X because it's attractive or because I like it. 100%. But what else do I think? Men should be able to do the same thing. And what's so ironic is men want this frequently more than women do because men are very visual and turned on by the idea of the woman wearing lingerie or wearing a low-cut shirt or wearing a tight dress or wearing a dress at all or wearing jeans or wearing boots or whatever the hell, heels, whatever they want, right? And so then if this turns into a you shouldn't have anything that you want me to do because it's my body, my choice, like something that is like 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 that people used about like 
uh, sexual assault, r- rhetoric that is correct, <laughs> that, that is like a person should not be forced into unwanted sexual congress. You 100%, right? Like definitely. How does that have to do with in a loving marriage not putting on a piece of clothing that turns on your partner? I mean, this is like, it, it, it's become insane. It would be the same as like saying to your toddler, my body, my choice, if they want a hug. This is not a relevant response, you know? Like, sure, you don't always have to give them a hug, but you do kind of have to give them a hug 99% of the time, you know? Possibly like, no, I mean, if you're sleeping, you could have boundaries. If you're in the bathroom, if you're in the shower. But within a normal day, you're not going to be able to get through a day. If your kid asks you for a hug, you cannot not do that and still be considered a loving person. I don't care what the hell people respond on my Facebook about what if you have sensory issues. I don't care what kind of sensory issues you have. If your child asks you for a hug and you never give it to them, that is not being a loving parent. It's just not. It's just not. There's some things that just are not, and that's one of them. So similarly, if your spouse asks you for a hug, you can't not give it to them. If you want to remain married and you want to be in a close, loving relationship, you cannot consistently just not do anything you don't want to do. Because that's not marriage. You know, that's not a family. That's not, it's also not work. You can't say to your boss, you know, I just don't want to do that. There's another thing I don't want to do too. And then there's a third thing. And you know what? I don't really want to do any of this job pretty much except for this 10% that I like to do. You can't do that and remain employed. So similarly, you cannot consistently not do anything you don't want to do and remain married. You can legally, but it's not ethical. You know, it's really just not ethical to remain married, ostensibly say that you're part of a unit, but then not do anything that makes you part of a unit, not do anything that involves the remotest um, little bit of self-sacrifice, such as wearing something that your partner likes, putting a piece of material on your body that your partner likes. Like, like in that moment, you're, you're, um, you're not engaging in self-expression with your clothes and that's okay. Everything does not have to be the cult of the self and infinity self-expression at all times. And I'll tell you that if that guy puts on a vest, his wife is much likelier to put on some slutty lingerie for him later on because their marriage, at least in terms of what I see, and yet again, I know this was a joke, but <laughs> but in response to people who took this to be not a joke and representative of a larger problem of people forcing one another to do things they don't want to do, this, if you have that much trouble with putting on a vest or that much trouble with putting on a piece of lingerie, perhaps you're a person that does not want really deeply to be in a relationship because the word relationship involves relating. It involves a connection and it involves frequently doing things you do not want to do in the larger service of being loving, just like no parent has ever wanted to play Candyland or Shoots of Ladders in the history of time, but yet you do it not constantly, but you do do it because you want to be a loving parent. And this is the game that your child, who has a different kind of brain than you do, really likes. So it is very boring to you, but it is not boring to them, much like lingerie or like the vest. So it's it's the same sort of thing. And this speaks interestingly to, um, in my Facebook group, 
I'll probably be doing a podcast about this specifically, but in my Facebook group, some people are talking about like what's average sex versus good sex versus kinky sex. And I was like, man, I'm at the level where like I'm telling people that like men like their penis touched, you know, so we're like kind of at baseline. And if like that one was uh, was was you know, dispelled into the atmosphere and people like understood that level of stuff, then we could try to get up to like kinky stuff and education about that. But since it's relevant, a large part of like having a really uh, adventurous and kinky sex life is that you do do stuff for the other person. Like certainly it's consensual, just like wearing the vest is consensual because he put it on his own body. But um wearing something that your partner finds to be sexy is a big part of many adventurous and exploratory and fulfilling sex lives you know so a woman wearing something sexier out in public than she herself would choose would be a very popular thing to happen with any sort of sex that has even remotely any sort of power um, play in it you know, so that the man tells you what to wear, which it's so interesting. Many women tell me they want the man to be more dominant in bed. This is like a big thing that women say. But then they're like, no, I don't like that lingerie he chose. It's too slutty. Well, girl, how are you going to work that in your mind? You won't put on the lingerie he wants, but you would. You want him to be dominant? How's he dominant? He just said something he wants. You said no. So, and and this isn't the fun kind of no, by the way. This isn't the safe word kind of no where they're saying no, but they want to be forced to say yes. This is not that. This is no, no fucking way. You're disgusting. (laughs) And get that thing away from me in terms of the slutty lingerie. And then, though, they want the man to be spontaneous, uh, more assertive, more dominant, more strong, more of a leader. Please, how? You're not even doing the, the little thing that he asks for, you know? So if people do want to have a more connected sex life, they need to start at the very basic level of entertaining the idea that they frequently have to do things they don't want to do that are small things in the larger service of the relationship and making the person feel heard, understood, and loved. So yet again, with the vest, this guy would be, um, if this was a real thing, this and assuming that he didn't have the uh, fuck you expression on his face, and he was like a myriad intelligent real men in the world who say okay you want us to wear white shirts for the photo shoot of the family on the beach cool I'll get a white shirt so if he was one of those dudes then those guys end up in a in a, in a best case scenario and there are happy couples remember I talk about unhappy ones but there's plenty of happy ones and those guys end up with women who are like oh he wants me to wear heels and a sexy dress on date night that makes sense He's a dude. Dudes like that sort of shit. I guess I'll get one. And then the guy's happy. He, She's happy with the photo thing. He's empathized. That's something that is of zero importance to him is of importance to her. So thus he wants to do it. And she says, man, I'm not really comfortable in heels and a dress, but I'm real comfortable with how he looks at me. In fact, I really like it. Knowing that I am being his fantasy for a night is is not only a turn on, maybe it is, maybe it isn't, depends where she is in her menstrual cycle, but it is a loving gesture and one that I know will be good for our relationship and makes him feel lucky. So the same way that all the women who look at my holiday card know that my husband listens to me <laughs> and that he listens when 
it. I tell him to wear a white shirt on the fucking beach for the sunset pictures. Uh, everybody knows it's a shortcut to tell other women, guess what? He respects me. He empathizes with me. He's a good man. He does this family shit. He doesn't want to wear this fucking shirt. He doesn't want to take these pictures. But he pays for it, and he likes it, and he's smiling because he loves me. That's the same way as men feel if you're going out wearing whatever he thinks of as sexy on your date night because he feels like, whether it's right or wrong, and men always say, oh, I don't care what other guys think of me. Well, they, they notice every guy that looks at you, by the way, and they're very proud. But anyway, they, they think, oh, in the, in the hierarchy of the world, I am a man whose wife cares about him, cares about his preferences, and wants to turn him on, wants to do the things that he likes, and considers it less of a bad thing to be in a, in a tight dress. Oh, all right, it's not the most comfortable thing in the world. Okay, but she can be uncomfortable in a very small way, you know, for the larger good. Just like I was uncomfortable in a very small way, you know, joshing around during a photo shoot with my kids. Well, that's not my personality, but she loves it. And those pictures go up on our wall and it's awesome for her. Yeah, I could give a shit, but I want her to be happy. And thus she too is the same way with the sexy dress. She wouldn't wear it on a night out with her friends, but she's not on a night out with her friends. She's on a night out with her husband that loves this and therefore she loves that I love it. Now, if you're in a situation where something like wearing the white shirt for a photo shoot or wearing the sexy dress for a night out becomes a source of rage, then one of two things, usually both actually. So you need individual therapy to work on why this happens. Likely your rights were violated in a very real sense during your childhood. And now you're, you're, you're very hyper attuned to any potential boundary violation within your relationship, which is limiting your ability to be deeply generous and giving. Another thing is you may have many unresolved empathic ruptures and a lot of resentment towards your spouse because of their perceived boundary violations in the past, such that you find it extremely uncomfortable to, um, to do anything you don't want to do now because you feel that there were certain ways in which your boundaries were violated within the relationship, which, there's, which kind of definitely means that they were violated before the relationship because it is most likely that people find familiar a boundary boundary crossing relationship when they had a boundary crossing and violating childhood. So if you need an example for this, a girl that had been sexually abused by her father, uh, unfortunately, this is not as uncommon as you would think, um, is then drawn to a man perhaps who is similarly um, a boundary violator, right? And uh, can be emotionally abusive. And within that context, certainly, she's not going to want to wear a sexy dress, nor should she wear a sexy dress. And honestly, she probably shouldn't be in the marriage. And that's what therapy could help her figure out. Or a man whose uh, mother was inextricably involved in every aspect, micromanaging what he wore, how he talked, how he acted, what he did for school, with a career he picked, um, very over intrusive, will free frequently be drawn to and marry an over-intrusive wife and then will perceive any preference she has about how he acts or dresses to be another example of this intrusiveness and he deeply hates the relationship and hates himself for even originally getting into another boundary-violating relationship. So in the context of either unresolved childhood trauma or 
and again, frequently both, a relationship that has a history of true boundary violations, then this is not going to be relevant, right? But within the context of a loving marriage, where most things are good and the person is not out to get you, the majority of humans need to work on being less selfish, not more. There's frequently I talk about people who need to work on being more selfish, right? So um, people pleasers and workhorse type of people, codependent type of people, um, all of my uh, posts about, you know, when you need to kind of set your boundaries and say, I'm not going to live in X situation anymore, whether this is emotionally abusive, whether it's a sexless marriage, whatever it is. But the majority of human beings, again, remember, 50% of people are securely attached. The the society that we live in puts the individual so far above the couple that it's hurting couples. So that is the target audience for this, not people who are actually in an abusive situation, in which case – yeah, you don't want to put on the shirt and you don't want to have sex and you don't want to put on the dress and you shouldn't probably be married, especially not without tremendous uh, amount of work in couples counseling. So if you've been listening to this and you're like, no fucking way, then therapy would be the next step, right? Because you have to understand why doing something for your spouse is thought of to be so aversive to you. And there's going to be a multi-layered reason for sure because people are complex and uh, things aren't just like one thing. But I'll, I'll promise you that there's an origin in, in, in the way that you grew up. Promise. All right. Anyway, um, I'll talk to you all soon. I hope that this was useful. And I hope it gets some dudes to wear vests. I mean, that's like the goal. <laughs> Just kidding. I'll talk to you all later. Bye-bye.